Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Mike Hodgson today, CEO of Sarabi Gold. Uh, we talked to him about their Q4 results, which came out today, uh, what his plans are for 2021. So if you want our thoughts and opinions on those, uh, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are training videos on there to help you with your diligence. There are summaries of other interviews that we have done just to save you some time. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe environment, free from trolling and abuse. How nice would that be? Uh, so go to cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Mike, how are you doing, sir? And happy new year. Very well, man. And to you, Matthew. Thank you very much. I'm doing fine. Good, good, good. Well, uh, it looks like you're at home. So you're in the country. You, you haven't uh, dashed off to Brazil. No, no. Yeah, a bit, it's uh, a bit tricky at the minute, as most people would realize. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Hey, well, look, um, Q4 uh, results out. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about what you're able to achieve? Well, I feel positive, very positive about it. You know, I, I know people might look at it and think, well, you've done better before. But honestly, I think uh, it, it was rec- it was improvement on Q3. Um, and, you know, it's pleasing to see the grades coming up. We It was a, re- you know, very reasonable level of production, I think, at the end of the day. I know we've mentioned this several times in the past. You know, to basically get sort of 80% or 75% of what we budgeted, considering what we've actually gone through, particularly in Q2 and Q3 and the impact of that, was great, and uh, you know, in those numbers, we've we we ended the year December our best month since the beginning of the pandemic, which really I think shows that the we're 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 coming out of this, which is great. You know, with grades coming back up again as we're getting, then we're building up the mine again. We've got more faces underground. The grades therefore coming up, uh, and that's it. So I'm really pleased. You know. Um, Bond's gone really well. The miners say we're Matt, we're basically building up a, a head of steam in the mine again, and that's it. So it's um, it's 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 not going to be a quick fix. I mean, you know, we kept mining right the way through the pandemic, as you know, but it had you know we had to reduce the workforce uh, by fifty percent just to have space in the camp, the socially distanced people, etc. So that came at a price. You know, the the mine had to get smaller, and we had to reduce the number of faces that we had. We had to reduce the number of areas, which meant. We ended up basically eating what we could kill, as I call it, and having to mine what blocks we could mine, which some of them were lower grade. So that's why the grade went down. But um, I think, as we've talked in the past, you know, I want people to look back to where Sarabi had come from. You know, in 2017, 2018, 2019, we'd had regular grades. We'd been building our, uh, our answers up each year. We were a well-run operation, great management. Uh, plant-constrained operation. And uh, so coming into 2020, we were fully expecting to improve on our 40,000 ounces of 2019, do about 45,000 ounces in 2020 with the impact of the ore sorter. And bang, along came COVID, which basically meant we moved from being a plant-constrained operation to a mine-constrained operation. And with this diminished workforce, the mine could only deliver or barely deliver enough feed to keep the plant fed. So the ore sorter never really had the impact that we'd hoped it would have. Uh, we just didn't have the feed, the material to feed it. And therefore the plant was just receiving the grade that was coming out of the mine. As I said before, it was some lower grade material. So it was a, a year of um, very mediocre in that sense, but you know, um, 
I see no reason now going forward why we won't pick up where we were in 2019. It's going to take a while to get to that point, but I really hope certainly going to the second half of 2021, we're going to be back to where we were and 2020 was just a, well, for most people and many, many industries, it was just a year everybody wants to forget about. But saying all of that, you know, cash position, we ended the year with $8 million. We forecast to be ending the year with considerably less cash than that. So that gold price and that uh, exchange rate, um, nice, well, more than offset our shortfall in the answers. So, you know, at the end of the day, we, no complaints. It's it, it's a you're right. It's a funny year, 2020 for you guys. So you know, m- m- mixed feelings in the sense that you're 80 percent of guidance in terms of production of number of ounces, but your cash is significantly up on where you where you thought you'd be. You know, you know, your eight million boxes, just over eight million boxes, I guess, uh, quite handy. But it, this this is the thing I want to get into. I know today's about your, your quarterly, and the, you know, we'll put a link to the the, the quarterly. Um, uh, announcement uh, below, but what I was attracted to with you guys in 2019 was the planning. I mean, share price tripled, which helped, but the was the planning. You guys are miners. It, it, it felt to us, and that's why we thought the, the story was interesting. So, but you, you, I don't know whether it was accidental or it's just the way that you it's in your DNA or how you go about it. But some of the things that you put in place in 2019 made 2020, all things considered, palatable. I mean, it, was that, I mean, talk me through some of the things that you did put in place to spoke by way of business and why that kind of smoothed some of the curves perhaps for 2020. Well, be, being, I mean, an underground mine is all about development. It's all about having development ahead of you. It, it's, um, you, you just have to base, minds that actually don't do the development, don't have the discipline for doing the development. Um, you ultimately pay the price for that, and um, we've, you know, we've, we, we the, these mines are complicated. These deposits and they're they're geologically controlled, and we 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 really had put in. We've always had this firm belief, and I suppose because I'm a deep down or way back, I'm a mine geologist myself professionally, and you know, we so therefore me being the CEO and me being a regular visitor to the to the operation. I really put a big emphasis and drill into our workforce. And I hire people who basically have that same commitment to development. I'm a, you could, they might even say I'm marginally obsessed about it because I have worked in operations where basically they don't do enough development. And those What, what do you mean by development? Do. Explain to people what you mean by development. Development is basically where, I mean, our process is we drill out these deposits and then basically you develop with galleries. You, you, you put in galleries to actually convert the resources to reserves. And what, by doing that, you're building up reserves. You're building up reserves. But in the process, that development, which is following the vein, is producing feed for the plant. Rather than just production, which is where you're actually just mining, stoping blocks. And once you've stoked that block, well, what next? There's nothing left. So the development is where you actually build reserves, but you actually are gaining ore at the same time. So, you know, most vein mines, underground mines, you know, anybody um, looking at them will, will look at, well, what, how much developed reserve, how much developed reserve have you got? Because that is, at the end of the day, that's your rainy day fund. It really is. So if you fall on hard times, you've got, a, if you've got two or three years worth of that in the bag, you know, you could say, right, then if we stop tomorrow developing, how long could this mine continue before it goes to the point of no return? You can't catch up. And we had built up our reserves by to about three years, two and a half, three years, which is a pretty healthy situation for an underground mine. 
Now, it comes at a cost because a lot of people would turn around and say, well, that's you're carrying a big um, working capital commitment there. But boy, thank goodness we did do it because it enabled us to actually get through 2019. Because in 2019, as, as we've discussed before, we had to we lost the drillers, the drillers left site, the underground drilling contractor and surface drill contractor, they had to go. Uh, and we cut back the workforce and we basically did the, you know, the minimum amount of development and then we were just basically producing. So these numbers that we had were, were pretty good in that sense, but at the same time, you know, we wouldn't have been able to have done that if we hadn't actually had all that development in, which is a, which is a function of the, the extra work we did in 2018 and 2019 particularly. So, you know, that's why I see it as a, you know, we, as you're right, we need to look at it in a bigger context over a bigger period. We we got through this. Uh, you know, a few mines have got into a lot of trouble over 2020 because they didn't have that kind of contingency in place. Now, of course, what we've now got to do, we've, we've to use a, an analogy, you know, having lived off the fat and now quite a lot of the meat, and we just left, with, you know, we've got to put some meat back on the bone. So that's exactly uh, what this is all about. So this coming year, we are doing a, a huge amount of drilling and we are really accelerating our development uh, in both of our ore bodies to uh, put, 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 the, um, put some gas back in the tank. And, that's, and we've, we've started seeing that already. I mean, it's great in the last four months of 2020, we saw the development rates really going up. So we're well-placed and we're already, we're already doing that. It's great. And, um, you know, so I think, I think 2021, we'll, uh, we'll see that continue. Okay. So, so that, that's what I wanted to understand. Um, so, um, cause you, you used the phrase earlier, plant constraint, which is what you were when you were able to, you know, you, you're too much, too much order to put through your plant. And then you became mind constrained because you're only working on three faces out of whereas we're before it was eight, right? But what's happened as a result of, uh, even with this reserve, even with this planning in place, your grades are dropping. You know, people are pointing, you go, hey, come on, you're usually sort of eight, eight and a half, nine grams, you're down at five and a half, what's going on? Well, that's it. I mean, you know, normally when you're actually putting in all that extra development, to put it simplistically, let's say the mine might produce 750 tonnes per day and the plant can only be fed with 500 tons per day. So you're overproducing 250 tons per day. So you stockpile, but that allows you to cherry pick the best grades to make sure the grade stays high going to the plant and the low grade stock can sit there. You reduce the output from the mine because you reduce the workforce by so much because you had to, all of a sudden the mine's only producing 450, 500 tons per day. So whatever's coming out of the mine is going straight to the plant. Take away the cherry picking. You're now just living there with five grams, sometimes 10 grams, sometimes four grams, but on average five, six grams. And that's basically what actually happened. Now we're back in the situation where we're building up that head of steam again, and we're basically getting, we're now overproducing, which means where the cherry picking will come in. But the, on top of that, of course, in 2020, we'd actually got the ore sorter, which is another tool to help us with that cherry picking. It actually allows us to take some of that sort of bigger volume until it's coming out of the mine, you can put that through the ore sorter and that screen out some waste and actually increase the grade of some of that lower grade. You can turn low grade material into high grade material by basically removing the waste. Um, but of course, that really didn't get used in anger in 2020 because of the lack of material coming out of the mine. So although, and I put in the press release, that the results of it were truly remarkable. I mean, you know, we, we only fed it with 20,000 tonnes, 23,000 tonnes in 2020. 
we were going to try and feed it with about 80,000 tons, but we just didn't produce that material. But of the 20 that it did produce, a little bit of a taster, it produced 20, we produced, we fed it with 23,000 tons at a grade of two, and it produced 2,000 tons at a grade of 12. And it threw out, discarded 20,000 tons or 21,000 tons at a grade of 0.6. So it's an amazing waste discarder when it is working. So, you know, when we start really, let's say, overproducing out of the mine, uh, particularly with development or we will send that lower grade material to that water sorter and it's going to basically make something out of nothing. Really, that's what it does. No, that's, and, that, 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 those, uh, you know, those, we hope in 2021, certainly the second half. Get, talk, talk to me about this, though, because um, I'm, South, South America, you know, everyone's dealing with COVID in different ways. I mean, your, your problem has been getting enough staff into site. So you're running at about 50% of staffing levels that you'd, you'd expect. Hence, you're not able to produce the amount of ore that you had expected. Um, are well, we you, were not in Q4. Q4, we're pretty much, we're pretty that's, much back to that's, that's where I want to get to. I want to, I want to go to, because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of picturing your production as sort of a, as a graph and as a sort of a, a big trough in the, in the middle of Q2, Q2 and Q3, uh, where yeah. it's just been difficult. Um, but Q4 seems to come back up the, up the other side there. So are we saying things are back to normal in terms of COVID restrictions, in terms of being able to bring people back on and, it's now a case of ramping it up to get back to where you were in 2019. I mean, how, how, what's the picture you're painting here for us in terms of what to expect? Well, we, we, you know, we've, we've got to model in some a little bit of conservatism in the first six months of 2021. I mean, we aren't going to just just switch this back on like a like a tap. You know, um, we we we're not going. We, we're going to start. We, we've already. What have we done? We've pretty much got a full complement of the mining workforce back now. We've introduced a third shift. Uh, in the mine, which allows us to develop more and really get that development ahead again. Uh, that's not going to happen overnight, but as I said, it's beginning to happen. Uh, and we're going to really, so we're, I mean, I, I think I said just before, you know, we've had three, four months and December was our, Q4 was our record quarter for development rates. Uh, and uh, we see that continuing in all through the four quarters of 2021. So we are going to start overproducing and we are definitely going to turn the tables and we're going to become a plant-constrained operation pretty soon. We already are, in fact. So that's going to sit, that's going to allow us to have that, you know, flexibility again to get the grade up. Um, and in terms of getting people in, yeah, no, it's it's pretty much back to normal. Look, I uh, we all wish we had a crystal ball. I mean, we see what's happening on in the UK with uh, uh, at the moment with uh, and Brazil's no different. I mean, it lags. I mean, at the moment Brazil's lagging. We don't have a problem at site. Uh, we mentioned uh, I've mentioned you in the past we. We introduced testing really early on and we continue to test right the way through. We haven't had a COVID case at site now since um, since September. I'm not a medical person, but I, I, I do believe we, we most of the people who are at site have tested positive at some point in time. So I think they've probably built up some kind of immunity. How long that will last, I don't know. But all I can say to you this month in time, it's, it's pretty much normal business. And we haven't got restrictions of people going in and out. We're testing them. Anyone that's goes positive doesn't go to site. They stay at home and, you know, until they're negative and then they go to site. So we'll continue that. And hopefully Brazil will, um, I believe today, they're going to agree on um, uh, approving their two vaccines. And we'll see the same rollout as we are seeing in the UK. But I think like all, like every country, that that's going to bring its challenges. But in the meantime, 
we will continue testing and we'll continue as we've been going all through 2020. And uh, it's working for us, you know. Okay. So how, how, do you, how do you then allocate those people? Because your bread and butter, Polito, okay, it's been a good, good producer for you, but you've got the excitement of two things. You've got the excitement of Karinga. So I want to talk about that yeah. in a second. And obviously the expiration, which we've talked about in the past couple of interviews. So how do you reintroduce people at Polito in terms of getting back underground, uh, you know, building up those reserves, feeding that um, uh, plant, feeding the ore sorter? Um, when you say you're being sort of cautious or conservative, you're just saying six months. So do, you, do you think that's, it is going to take six months? Will it take longer? Well, the expiration is contracted out completely, so that doesn't that doesn't really have a um, an impact on our, our labour levels at all. We've just got, we've got our expiration in management there, which are running contractors. So that's that's now started up again about uh, two months ago, and that's going fine. That's all done by contractors. So you know they're busy. Um, you know, a lot of these drilling contractors. We drilled 32,000 meters this year. And those drilling contractors are hungry for the work, so uh, that's all good. And that's all working away. Well, well let's talk about uh, that. Sorry, let me talk, Mike. Let me speak to you about that now because you you've you started there. So thirty-two thousand meters. That's 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 a lot of meters. Uh, it's outsourced. Yeah. They've been drilling for two months. So are you seeing any numbers back from that yet, or is is uh, assaying hard to do in the current environment? No, no. We we have all that in house basically, uh, and um, we will be pulling out press release, which hopefully I'll, I'm looking forward to talking to you about in about two weeks' time. Okay. So um, that expiration press release uh, will come out, um, which is essentially the results of the work that we've done over the last two months. And then I think we're going to see constant news flow from the drilling that we're doing uh, right the way through the year. But I, you know, hopefully I'm going to be we'll be putting out something pretty exciting about. Um, South Chico and South Domingo, certainly really encouraging results that we've got so far. And we, we, we just need to do, get a few more results in and they'll come out. So the expirations, it's, it's up and away and it's going well. Is that funded from cash flow? Funded from cash flow. Great. Funded from cash flow. Okay, so let's park, that for now. Cash flow. let's park yeah, that for now. Let's park that for now. The race point about, so, so in terms of police operation, we're pretty much manned back up to normal anyway now. We've done it. It's happened in Q4. And I, as I said to you, December was our best month in, in, in seven or eight. So I think that really began to demonstrate now that we're back to, it was a month like in 2019. So we do believe that, you know, now going forward, now we've got everything back on track uh, and people at site and operating normally, we should enjoy more months like December and more. And so therefore we can look forward to with optimism, what 2021 is going to be like. It won't be, um, you know, we might have a couple of mediocre months, but generally, we're building our uh, our way forward, and the second half of the year will be better. That's why the guidance for 2021 is, you know, in the 33 to 36,000 range, which isn't as good as 2019, I know, but I do think in the second half of 2021, we will be at that kind of annualized rate. We'll certainly be doing sort of hopefully sort of nearly 10,000 ounce quarters. So we'll be back to where we were uh, and, you know, exactly. So in, in a way, it's almost like, we are now entering a period where this is 2021, or certainly the second half of 2021, is the year we wanted 2020 to be if this all hadn't happened. But one thing I'll always say to people, okay, we didn't make the ounces in 2020, but we didn't lose the ounces. They're still in the ground. You know, they're still there. We haven't uh, thrown them away. So um, just got to, you know, 
And in that time, we we had a better gold price. So well, it's, it, we- it, it, it's interesting to me. Again, it's it's, it's you still got all, you know your high grade operation, high grade underground operation. You know you're doing on, on that front. But I think the the intriguing bit in all of this is, I say, you've ended the year with more cash. You've also re-engineered the financing during that time. Again, yeah, uh, that's right. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do, also, have you got everything out of that that you want? Because I mean, you still you still owe Equinox some money, but not so much as uh, we've actually ended up. Um, that's another great thing that happened with not many great things happened with COVID, but that did that was a good thing that happened with COVID. It enabled us to actually renegotiate that point. And we've actually, I think shareholders should be delighted that we didn't go out getting some kind of toxic debt deal or, or, or raising money at a terrible price. You know, we actually managed to basically pay off the residual payment of $12 million and a cash flow. And we're, we're 70, 76, well, we're, we've got four and a half million left to pay. So we've paid basically two thirds of that out of our cash flow, out of our gold production. So that's what we also managed to do in 2020 through all of this period. So, uh, so yeah, okay, the ounces were down, but the cash is up, and we paid all that money out of cash flow as well. So it's it's been good, and we are now only left with four and a half million dollars to pay Coringa for Coringa to Equinox. That'll be paid off by um, uh, during Q2, and that coincides really very well with our expected time to be able to start works at Coringa now. We actually have the license to start at Coringa already, but we decided in, and we had it since basically uh, Q2 last year, 2020. But it was our election not to do that. Uh, I think everyone would understand in the middle of the pandemic, you know, trying to run an operation and reduce people at Polito, why on earth would you want to start a new place, a new site in Coringa and all the headache that the, the COVID pandemic would have brought there. So, and plus the fact we, I don't think anybody knew how this was going to pan out. So we we wanted to make sure, you know, let's protect the core business, which we've done uh, and prospered, but let's protect the core business. So we decided not to start Coringa and park it and, 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 and not start the mine, the underground mine, which we have the allowance to do. We focused on permitting and licensing and advancing all the other parts of Coringa, because what we have today at Coringa is we have the mining license we do not have the full license to build the whole thing and the plant, et cetera. So what we actually did, we managed through 2020 to do the public hearings, you know, we got the share, we got the stakeholder support. And in October in Q4, we obviously finally got the preliminary license, the key license, the hardest license. That was finally granted to us. And along with that, other little licenses, which are things like support from the indigenous, from the federal agency for indigenous communities, we got the green light and their full support. And also we're getting the support from the land registry to change the land use. So we've made real progress on the quiet, slowly, but very sort of successfully, we've actually been moving Coringa forward with the permitting. Um, so we are hopefully uh, going to revisit the startup of the underground operation at Coringa in, uh, in, the, second, in the second quarter. Uh, and of course, the, that will coincide with a time when we're not forking out a million dollars a month in property payments. We'll suddenly have a million dollars a month that we didn't have, that, we, that, we, that we've not got at the moment because we're paying Equinox a million dollars a month to actually buy the thing. After that's gone, well, we could use that million dollars to start the mine. So that's, that's exactly our thinking. 
It's okay. Essentially, I'm, so I'm, I'm just piecing all this together. So, you're saying at, at Polito, you're if you if you dare, you you probably can't. I can three three thousand ounces in December. It suggests you're sort of back up to the to the run rates you were in two thousand nineteen. You're, you're you know you'll have a Possibly few ups, not quite, few, but but getting there, yes, yeah, few ups and downs along the way. But if, if that that that's interesting. So staff back there. You're playing a little bit of catch up, as as it were, but um, you feel conservatively that by mid year you should be there. The the contracted um, exploration program is what I'm interested in. That was the interesting story for me for 2020. I think the potential uh, there is could, could be significant for you. But um, Karinga, are you financed to do the things that you need to do? Well, I think. That's going to be very much dependent on what the cash growth in the operation is going to throw off. And I think it would be a brave man to say that uh, we can afford to do everything. Basically say that we can we can drill at that rate and do Coringa. So we are looking at funding options at the moment, um, whether it, uh, you know, w- which will make most sense to us um, and you know, and what's most affordable and what's most sensible. That, that's basically it. I, I think for me, the, I, I'm, I'm determined to see the exploration program play out. I really am. Um, I don't want to be looking at the gold price every five minutes and committing to aggressive drill campaigns because as we've explained in the past, we're never going to solve the, 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 the conundrum that we've got. We know we're a plant-constrained operation. We know we can produce more at Polito. You know, this question about expansion and where that expansion comes will only come with drilling holes and understanding what's the potential in and around Polita, what's the potential in and around South Chico, what's the potential at South Dominguez, and we've got a new discovery on our hands. Drill holes will only answer that question. Once we've answered that question, I'm determined to actually know or be in a much better position to know at the end of uh, 2021 what we've got and where we've got it. And therefore, what are we going to do with it? You know, are we going to expand the Polito plant? or we get from the small plants over at South Chico to actually really begin to realize the potential of that area. So that comes with drilling. And the build at Coringa, well, of course, that's going to be a big drain on cash flow too. So I think we will be looking for um, additional financing. Uh, and how we do that, we'll, we, we'll be, it'll be a complete blend of what's the cash flow going to be looking like, what can we throw off, uh, and, and what's the best way of topping that up to make sure we can do these three big growth opportunities that we've actually got and fund it in the most, in the best way, best way for the company, best way for the shareholders, and not take on some horrific debt that's going to really put us into a, into a hole at the same time. So it'll, it'll just be, let's say we're just looking at all the options at the moment and uh, seeing um, what we can do. But I'm determined to sort of, you know, it's pedal to the metal as far as I'm concerned on the exploration and, um, and advancing Coringa. Yeah, I mean, I think people bought into Coringa because it doubled your ounces, you know, yeah. roughly, roughly 80,000 ounces, what people are, are thinking here. I think the expiration is always good. It gives people some sort of blue sky hope that if it, if it was more of the same or, or even better, a little bit of open put, pit, lower, lower grade type stuff, that, 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 that's good. If you're looking around you, there's a, there's a lot of small companies out there who are you know, of a size where they're not interesting really to the marketplace. Do you think that this year, because of, of what's happened in the world of COVID and what's happening with the price of gold in the marketplace, we're going to see more consolidation? I'm sure. Um, 
Absolutely, I'm sure we are. Because I think I think going it alone, you know, um, this is it, well, this has really exposed companies what it's like going it alone, and only the good ones have actually got through it. You know, a lot of them are really in the, really behind the eight ball uh, in that sense. I mean, we're we're always looking at M and A opportunities that make sense, not just doing them just for the sake of doing them. You know, doing doing M and A that would make sense, and there aren't that many uh, that make industrial logic to us. Um, no one or two, of course, and we do. We, you know, we, it's. It will, I would be negligent in my duty if I don't have have these conversations with you know uh, those other groups as well, which we, we always do. But at the end of the day, we haven't found anything yet that would actually benefit us yet. So um, we continue and will continue to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. It's 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 a part of the job. But talk, but talk to me about this because you know you guys are experts, high grade underground mining. Okay, that's a particular skill, right? Mm. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the like the lessons learned or the things that you're more aware of. Not lessons learned, but say things that you're more aware of. COVID, no one foresaw that. So despite you know. Be, and because of your good planning in 2019, it, 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 the, the impact was was lessened for sure. But do you say, in terms of the board discussions, I'm always intrigued how the management think, the, the, at board level, do you think, crikey, if, if another pandemic hits, you know, how has, has Brazil been resilient? If we were to do M&A, would we look in Brazil? Would we look outside of Brazil? Would we go underground? Would we, you know, be more... Uh, uh, would, would, would open pit be more appeal, appealing to us? How, how do you how do you look at the world now after COVID well, 2020? I mean, the, I, th- I think the next act, I mean, this is why I'm so sort of interested with uh, some of our assets like Calico and like um, Sao Domingos. You know, there there might be early indications there that perhaps you know we might find something there that could be open pitable. I mean, uh, you hit a you hit a note there for sure. You know. Underground mining is a special skill, which unfortunately is not common and anywhere, not just in Brazil, it's not common anywhere. So when you do get hit with sort of, you know, things like the pandemic and it makes mining difficult and makes finding, you know, you just can't sort of get a replacement off the tree for underground mining. It's not, you know, open pit mining is much simpler. You know, you can start and stop it much easier. Uh, You can actually find replacements much easier anywhere in the world, not just in Brazil. So, Yes, I mean, I would like to think, I mean, here we are, here I am, sort of almost like uh, contradicting myself here because we're going to build Coringa, which is another Polito. But I would like to think after that, um, Sarabia's future, I'd love to see the diminishment, diminishing our technical risk by going down the open pit route and getting exposure to open pit mining because that brings different challenges, but in many ways brings solutions as well. And uh, so, yes, we're always on the lookout for something, somebody or something that actually would bring that to into Sarabi. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. And, and it's not just a Brazil thing. It's a, it's a global, it's a, it's a global um, issue. Okay. Well, like, Mike, thanks for the run through today. I just wanted to catch up because, like, you know, so you're, you're a very solid mining team. I think you've coped with some difficult situations in, in, in 2020s, in, in, the, in the second quarter and third quarter of the, of, of the year, not the financial year. Um, it, it, I hope you can get up, to, get up and running, back up and running. Sounds like you've started uh, the process well. Um, like stay in touch, let us know how you get on, especially, especially with the exploration stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you come back with. 
well, two weeks time. I, um, stay in touch because exactly, it's in two weeks time, um, we have some good news for you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.